Welcome everyone to another installment of the Lemon Abner 30 minute episode. This is your host Keith. I just wanted to take a few moments to introduce a few tidbits of trivia and a couple of comments. Uh, the comments largely are drawn from Jotem Down Journals, the official publication of the Lemon Abner Society. They're no longer in print, but they can be found if you know where to look out there on the World Wide Web. Take it away, Keith. And what I have today is a copy of the 1999 Jotam Down Journal from February. There's an article I want to relate in here. I don't know how well I can read it. I have to say that my copies of the Jotam Down Journal are in PDFs, and the way the PDFs were created was to take an image instead of having the words typed out. And for me to read it because of the stylized font that gets OCR'd, and the optical character recognition sometimes munches it pretty bad. But I wanted to share this article about how the Jotam, not the Jotam Down Journal, no, how the Lumen Abner uh, Museum uh, that currently exists came about. And what it rolls back to is in 1960. Two or three, Dick Huddleston had passed away, but his daughter kept the store running, the Dick Huddleston store. But she apparently didn't uh, have as much time to dedicate to it as her father did, and the small community uh, and the changing times, uh, the stores like that kind of uh, faded off into uh, disrepair and non-existence. But that was the direction things were going until December 1968 when Ralph and Dorothy McClure were on vacation to visit some family in the Midwest. And he'd been retired for a few years. They had been living in Fresno. And there was a cousin who recently moved to the vicinity of Pine Ridge, and so they went to visit them on their agenda. And, of course, that would be a stop that would change the lives of many people. They were both antique collectors, Ralph specializing in guns and Dorothy in art. They had bought and sold antique shows all over California and had good collections. They'd thought about opening a shop somewhere. They hadn't found the ideal spot. But they saw an old store with a fading sign that said, Dick Huddleston of the Lemon Abner Program. The store was still open, but it was in a rundown state of disrepair. If someone didn't do something about these old buildings soon, it would be lost forever. Now, they went back to Fresno uh, to sell their house, and they were determined to come back and open up shop by the, the spring. This is December 98, so the spring of... Not 98, this December of 
68. So they, they were intending to open up by the spring of 69. Just in time for tourist season, they were back in Pine Ridge that January in 1969. But it took several large moving vans to carry all their possessions and merchandise. They had to do a lot of repairs to the store, and the project was actually complete by the spring of 1971, and it opened that April with local newspaper coverage. Uh, more additions were made to the museum collection, and by the 1980s, there were four rooms displayed. Uh, Ralph McClure passed away in 1971, but Dorothy continued to operate the store during the spring, summer, and fall months. She had remarried, and with Cecil Stevens, kept up with the tourist trade. In 1971, well, I'm sorry, 1979, her son, Lon Stucker, had retired from the Navy and came to Pine Ridge with his family. Uh, anyway, yeah, uh, Ron and Kathy Stucker have been involved with this uh, store ever since. In the back half of the store, the California antiques and local souvenirs. Oh, oh the back half would be the antiques and the front half would be local uh, souvenirs. Uh, the house needed modernizing, but the McClure's had to live in it while the work was being done. Now, built in 1936, it was barely livable. Uh, uh, electricity had not come to Pine Ridge until 1945, and so at, at this time, <laughs> it was uh, pretty rough going to live in it. Oh, okay, well, uh, there must be a typo someplace, because here I have this note that says, in April 1969, the old store opened with the new owners and new slant on business. People had never entirely quit coming to Pine Ridge to renew their memories of what Lemon Abner had described on their radio show. And now they could see it pres being preserved for their own children and grandchildren. Word spread and business was good. And wow, that's the information in that article. Um, hopefully I'll be able to make sense of that. There were some typos that was a little confusing for me to, to relate, uh, paraphrasing and reading. But that's uh, the article, and I'll go ahead and stop this. And we'll continue on with the show. Thanks for reading that for us, Keith. Now, enjoy the show. Lum has a rival for Rowena's affections. It first aired on January 9th, 1949. But first... The kids that have it already said so. Uh, you can find more about Lum and Abner by visiting the Lum and Abner Society's webpage. Uh, do, a Google, do a Google search for them. Or I believe the URL is lumandabner.org, all ran together, one word. And you can also find more information on Facebook. There is a group, the Lum and Abner Radio Group, 
which is chock full of lots of fans of Lemon Abner and all things Pine Ridge. Ask your questions. There are plenty of fans who would love to talk to you about Lemon Abner and join the conversation. So with that said, let's get on with the show. And thanks for listening. Mom and Abner Show, on the air for Frigidaire. Frigidaire, a division of General Motors, presents a brand new comedy show starring Lum and Abner. A new house. Lum, what do you want a new house for? Your old one ain't got a hole in it. Well, Abner, I ain't said nothing yet, but I'm sort of aiming on asking Miss Rowena to be Mrs. Edwards. Your mother? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, silly, my wife. Why, Lum Edwards, you old rascal, when did you decide all this? Oh, last night I was sitting around all by myself, and I I got to thinking about you and your woman, Elizabeth. Now, don't let that discourage you. I got to thinking how you got married 30 years ago and I stayed a bachelor. Now I've missed out on 30 years of married bliss. Yeah, me too. (laughs) Well, here, I can't stand around talking all day. I've got to get over to Squire Skimp's office and see if I can buy one of them houses in that new subdivision he's opened up. Subdivision? Yeah, you surely know what that is. Why, sure. A subdivision is a cow pasture with utilities. America's number one refrigerator is Frigidaire. Yes, any way you look at it, America's number one refrigerator is Frigidaire. Number one in popularity. For more Frigidaire refrigerators serve in more American homes than any other make. Number one in thrilling new advantages, as you can see for yourself at any Frigidaire dealers. And number one in dependability. For Frigidaire refrigerators are made only by General Motors. And this association of experience with experience, of skill with skill, is your guarantee of lasting satisfaction. So when it comes to a new refrigerator for your home, remember this. The first name you think of is the right one to buy. Frigidaire, America's number one refrigerator. Yes, Lum, uh, we have a few choice houses left out there in uh, beautiful romantic scrub oak flats, yeah. You know, Squire, I still can't believe this subdivision is actually built already. Seems outlandish, building 50 houses in a little over 14 days. Yeah, well, we were slowed down on account of shortages, Lum. Now, uh, here's a picture showing all the dream cottages in Paradise Track right here. Oh, yeah, they're beautiful. Oh, yes, indeed. But they all look just exactly alike. Oh, no, no, Lum. Our architect got a great deal of variation in them. Now, if you look again, you'll notice some of them have the doorknob on the right side of the door. And uh, others on the left, you know. (laughs) Left-handed people, you know, Michael. But I'm feared I'd still have a hard time telling which one belonged to me. Well, now, you might do something like Mr. and Miss Pomeroy did, Lum. Uh, they bought two of the houses. Uh, on one, they painted his, and on the other, they painted hers. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. I reckon I could paint on their mind. Yes, yes. Uh, well, let's sign a paper, Lom. Well, now, wait a minute. I want to be sure what I'm getting into here. Lom, you're getting a house that's just as good as they were building 30 years ago. Hmm? In fact, a lot of the materials we use are 30 years old. <laughs> well, that's good. Now, but... for the walls, we use the finest cardboard available. Well, on the one I looked at, the walls seemed kind of flimsy. <laughs> no wonder, Lum, we hadn't put the wallpaper on yet. I see. No, you don't have to worry about these houses, Lum. Uh, we had them all okayed by the finest county building inspector that money could buy. <laughs> Believe me, we had to pay plenty, too. Well, that sounds awful good, Squire, but I was just wondering if Scrub Oak Flats wasn't too far out. It's a good eight miles out there. Well, read what it says on the poster, Lum. Only two minutes from the heart of downtown Pine Ridge. Two minutes? What, by jet propulsion? No, by telephone. <laughs> uh, let's sign a paper, Lum, and get along with it. Well, there's one other little detail. Money. Oh, tut 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 Lum. Uh, this is a low-cost housing project, uh, We've cut the prices of these houses way down to only twice what they're worth. Can you afford to do that? But we're scraping through the best we can. Yeah. Well, how, how much is a down payment? Well, the down payment's nominal. Nominal. Is that a low or high nominal? Uh, well, $500. Hey, nominals has went up. <laughs> uh, Long, just how much cash do you think you could raise? Well, taking into consideration all my cash assets on hand, plus nine dollars that Abner owes me, I'd say roughly nine dollars and eighty-four cents. Well, haven't you got something you can sell on? No, all I've got's that worthless piece of land you sold me one time. You claimed it was going to be a great banana orchard. Lum, I gave you the banana seeds free. It wasn't my fault the trees didn't come up now. <laughs> hey, don't start that again. I'm tired of hearing about that. Well, I reckon I better just forget about a house. Yes, I'm afraid. Oh, now, wait a minute. By George, there's a chance I might be able to sell that land of yours, Lum. Uh, let me make some phone calls here, and I'll check with you later on today. <laughs> Law, Lom Squire will never be able to sell that old hunk of no-count ground of yours. Hey, Grannies, he's just got to, Abner. I want to get one of them paradise bungalows the worst way. If you're getting it from Squire Skimp, that's the way you're getting it. <laughs> you know, the time I've always envied you the most, Abner, is at the end of the day when you go home and there's somebody waiting for you at the gate. Yeah, well, it is nice. Yeah, it must be, it must be wonderful. <laughs> oh, it is. Special when she licks my face and wags her tail and barks. I'm, I'm talking about Elizabeth. Oh, you must be mistaken. Mom, Elizabeth can't bark. Wait a minute. I believe that's our ring. Oh, I guess she could bark. She practiced. Hello, jot him down, Storl. I'm Eddard's talking. Uh, Lom, uh, this is Squire Skimp. Uh, I finally contacted that prospective buyer. Yeah? It's an eastern outfit that wants to put in a branch factory here, and I've just about sold them your banana orchard as a site for it. Well, good. Yes, I, I'm hoping to close the deal tonight, and I'll let you know the minute I do. Uh, so long. Goodbye. Hi, Granny's Abner. Somebody's going to put up a branch factory on my land. Branch factory? What kind of branches are they going to manufacture? <laughs> I don't know, but Scrub Oak Flats, here I come. Nothing can stop me now. I'm going to ask Miss Rowena for a date right tonight and pre-pose to her. 
Well, turn on your domino personality then, because yonder she comes right now. Oh, my goodness. I, I don't think I can do it after all that. Yes, you can, Lum. Now, get ready now. Here she comes. Get ready now. Well, howdy, Miss Rowena. Uh, Lum wants to ask you something. Abner, keep out of this. Oh, really, Mr. Edwards? Uh, what is it? Go on, go on. Well, stop pushing me. <laughs> he wants to ask you for a date tonight. Yeah. He, he wants to discuss something important. Yeah. Now, see there, Lum, it wasn't so hard, was it? <laughs> Why, uh, Mr. Edwards, it's very kind of you, but I'm afraid I'm going to be busy this evening. You work in summers? Oh, no, no, no. An old friend of mine arrived here today. A very dear old friend from my hometown of London. <clears throat> Ohio. <laughs> well, bring her along. Oh, but Mr. Edwards, she's a gentleman. Ah, uh, she is. Yes, and I mean, I mean, he's a gentleman. Oh, dear me. I'm so excited, I hardly know what I'm saying. I don't doubt it. Uh, I'm so excited. <laughs> you know, Mr. Edwards, I'm so anxious for you to meet my friend. Yeah, can't hardly wait. You know, if things work out as Herbert, uh, that's his name. Well, that figures. As, um, as Herbert hopes they will. He'll probably settle in Pine Ridge. Well, I know a house in Scrub Oak Flats he can get awful cheap. <laughs> oh, that wouldn't be any inducement for Herbert. You see, he's a man of unlimited monetary means. What? <laughs> he's, um, <clears throat> loaded. <laughs> the kid's in the chips, huh? Oh, wait, wait. Uh, uh, Mr. Edwards, what was it you wanted to discuss with me? Uh, let it go. Well, I must be running along then. Herbert is waiting for me. He's... Oh, oh, there comes the dear boy now. It looks like this is your lucky day, Mr. Edwards. Yeah, don't it? Uh, come in, Herbert. Oh, uh, yes. Uh... Uh, Mr. Edwards, may I present my dear, dear friend, Mr. Herbert Maddox Maddox? A pleasure, I assure you. I'm proud to make your acquaintance, Mr. Maddox Maddox. This here's my partner, Mr. Peabody Peabody. <laughs> howdy, howdy. <laughs> I were childhood sweethearts. <laughs> oh, well. You sure have held your age well, Herbert. <laughs> well, thank you, I think. <laughs> Hi. This is a rather quaint little shop you chaps have here. Yes, how is the junk business now? <laughs> junk business? Uh, Herbert, this is a general grocery and merchandise store. Oh, say now, this is interesting. I've heard about such places as this, but I never believed they actually existed. Uh, but tell me now, what do you chaps do for a living? Why, uh, Mr. Peabody here owns the Standard Oil Company. <laughs> and I've got a half interest in Jack Benny. <laughs> don't say. Well, by George, look at this old antiquated relic. Wait a minute, you can't talk about Miss Rowena like that. <laughs> Your no, 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 no. I mean I... this old-fashioned coffee grinder. Oh, that. <laughs> Isn't that quaint, 
Pooksy. <laughs> but yes, Herbie. <laughs> uh, tell me, does it actually work? Why, sure. See, you just put one hand down inside of it and start turning that crank. Go on, put your yeah, fist no, down wait, in there. Watch out. <laughs> Mommy's I know, but... Uh, here, I'll show you how it oh, works. No, 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 no. I couldn't stand the noise. My nerves, you know. Yes, it's one of the main reasons I'm considering living in a place like this, to have peace and quiet where oh. nothing ever happens. It's the condition I'm in. That's all I can stand. Well, come along, you poor dear boy, and I'll show you the rest of the uh, sights. Oh, by all means. You know, Pooksy, I think I'm going to enjoy living in this backwoods village. Does a man good to see how the other half lives? Hmm. Pooksy. That ain't disgusting. Lom, do I actually own the Standard Oil Company? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I was going to say, they've been charging me for gas down there. <laughs> Nerve of that varmint coming in here stealing my girl. That snake in the weeds, dead blame it. Yeah, and I know, don't go flying off the handlebars now. Junk shop. <laughs> Other half. Peace and quiet. Wait a minute. Peace and quiet. So that's what Herbie wants, huh? Abner, I believe I'm getting an idea. Huh? And unless I miss my guess, there's going to be a hot time in the old backwoods town tonight. Hi there, Mr. Edwards, Mr. Peabody. Hey, you seem to be having quite a huddle. What's up? Uh, howdy, Mr. Niles. Oh, we are just sort of planning a little reception for a new friend of ours. Yeah, <laughs> trying to figure out how to liven things up for him a little. <laughs> well, well, a newcomer to Pine Ridge. Yeah. That means another new home. Say, there ought to be a good prospect for you boys. Sell him a Frigidaire refrigerator. Uh, chances are this particular fella ain't going to have a whole lot of use for a refrigerator. Well, why not? You know how it is. New man comes to town, meets local girl, and there you are. Where am I? Oh, wedding bells, man. And you're right in there selling them a new Frigidaire refrigerator. Oh, no, I, I could do that. Easiest thing in the world. With a long and happy married life ahead of them, they need a refrigerator that will last for years. And that calls for a Frigidaire. Because it's the only refrigerator with a meter miser. Simplest cold-making mechanism ever built. In fact, the meter miser is so simple, so efficient, it runs on a minimum of current. And that's important to every couple interested in keeping expenses down. No, sir, I, I just couldn't do it. Sure you can. Explain about all the extra room there is in a Frigidaire refrigerator. Lots more food storage space in the same kitchen space. And the three different kinds of cold for different kinds of food. Mention all the room there is for frozen foods and for fresh fruits and vegetables. Oh, yes, and be sure to point out that there are many different types and sizes of Frigidaire refrigerators, so it's easy for any family to find the model that's exactly right for them. Now, you take my advice, Mr. Edwards. Get acquainted with this newcomer to Pine Ridge and let him know all about Frigidaire refrigerators. You'll be doing him a favor. Yeah, too big a favor, considering the circumstances. Besides, even if this fellow was my worst enemy... Which he is. I, I wouldn't feel right about selling him a refrigerator when he just ain't going to have no use for one after I get through with him. Well, why, how's that? 
I'm going to see that he gets such a cold reception he won't need any more refrigeration for the rest of his natural life. Believe me. Hey, I got the dope, Lom. Uh, Pooksie and Herbie are taking supper at Luke Spears' restaurant about 8 o'clock tonight, so let's get ready to go down there. Uh, Abner, I've been thinking this over, and maybe we oughtn't to do it. Now, Lom, you don't want that varmint living here taking Miss Rowena away from you, do you? Well, no, of course not. All right, then. Let's get to rooting and snooting. No, Abner, I ain't got a chance with her no more. I think I'll just go away summers and hermit myself. <laughs> Mom, you ain't never gonna get married that way. Now, you got to stand up on your hind legs. Stand up for your right. You're just as good as Herbie. I am? Well, almost. <laughs> what do you mean, almost? I am just as good as he is. Maybe better, even. Now you're talking brag on yourself. Hey, Grannies, I'm gonna fight for her. I'm going home and get all dressed up. I'll be her knight in shining armor. That's it. Put on your blue serge suit. Yeah. <laughs> By the time you get back, while well, me and Ben Withers and Cedric will have everything all set. Ben Withers and Cedric? Yeah, I got them in on this, and, and Luke Spears is going to help us, too. Well, now, Abner, we don't want to overdo this. All we want to do is jangle Herbie's narves a little. We want him to leave town on his own violation. <laughs> well, don't you worry, he will. Right, wait a minute, there comes Ben right now. Uh, Lum, you run on, get yourself fixed up as good as you can, and we'll see you later. Of course, I still don't see how Ben's going to help us much. About all he ever says is fine. Well, if that don't get on Herbie's nerves, I don't know what will. <laughs> Fact is, this might and I drove me out of town a couple of times. <laughs> Hurry up now, Lum. Get going, Stan. Get out of here. Well, howdy, Ben. Goodbye, Lum. <laughs> Come on in, Ben. Say, did you think up any new ideas to scare Herbie with? Fine. What are they? Yeah. And just in case we might forget them, I jotted them down on the back of an envelope. Well, good for you. You're getting smart, Ben. Uh, where's the envelope? I didn't bring it for fear of losing it. <laughs> huh? And then where would we be? Yes, fine. Well, do you think our plan will succeed, Haley? It's got to. We've got to get shot of Herbie and get old Lum married all. He's already planned on buying a honeymoon cottage. Well, that is, if Squire Skimp can sell that land alone. Sounds highly romantic. Reminds me of the time I was courting Myrtle Traverts of Mount Ida. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about that, Adler? Not more than 80 or 90 times. <laughs> well, sir, I was first attracted... Ben, we ain't got time for that now. Fine. I was <clears throat> first attracted to Myrtle Traverts at a carnival. I was attempting to toss a ring around a goose's neck and win a Cupid doll, and somehow I happened to ring Myrtle. <laughs> yeah, well, Ben, I... And then a few minutes later, I bumped into her on the Dodgem cars. Then one thing led to another, and after sharing a cone of cotton candy with her, I suddenly realized I was stuck on her. Yeah, well, Ben, uh, we better... <laughs> well, after I got loose, I bought two tickets for the... <laughs> A tunnel of love. <laughs> uh, do you know what happened? No, I don't, Ben. Nothing. <laughs> we couldn't get seats together. Oh. However, it gave me a chance to try out my luminous dial wristwatch. And 
Myrtle became engaged to the man she sat next to. Yeah, well, Ben, uh, oh, oh, howdy, Mr. Abner. Uh, oh, well, howdy, Cedric. Well, I know it's this time you was getting here. Where you been? Well, sir, last night Papa brought me home a new boomerang. Well. <laughs> and I've been busy ever since then trying to throw my old one away. <laughs> Well, I hope you had time to round up all the junk we're going to use tonight, Cedric. Oh, yes, Mom. I got everything on this list you give me. Good, good. One streetcar bell, yep, one boat whistle. Check. One air rifle. Check. One pneumatic drill. Check. One bottle of nitroglycerine. Check. Reminds me of the time I went on a scavenger hunt with Myrtle Travers. <laughs> ben, don't start nothing like that again now. I, I didn't win, I recall. All I brought back was Myrtle... <laughs> well, let's get on down to Luke's Pierce restaurant. Lama will be along in a minute, and Herbie and Pooks there are more than likely ordering supper right now. We get out. Oh, look, Herbert. They have clam chowder. Uh, waiter, is this chowder made from eastern clams? I never had a chance to hear their accent. They were dead when I got them. <laughs> Herbert, perhaps we'd better just settle for the chicken fried steak after all. Yes, uh, let's do. This will be quite interesting for me. I've never seen a chicken fried steak. <laughs> oh, Herbert, won't you ever grow up? Not if he keeps making remarks like that, he won't. Well, what'll it be? Two chicken fries? Uh, yes, that's right. Grease two and cauterize them. <laughs> Waiter, waiter, I wonder if we might have a, a spot of something first. Spot of something? Yes, anything you have. Well, there's a spot of anything we got right there in the tablecloth. Take your pack. <laughs> I'll rustle you up some eating tools. Strange little man. Yes. Well, these are really wonderful people after you get to know them. How does one stand it till then? Oh, well, it doesn't make any difference to me as long as there's peace. Right! Well, evening, Luke, old boy. Hey, look at the drum I got to play in a Pine Ridge band. Oh, dear. Hey, that's a pretty good one, Abner. Want to play no louder than that? Yeah, sure. Listen. Oh. <laughs> Please, must we have that racket? Huh? Well, Herbie, fancy meeting you here. Hey, mind if I sit down with you folks for a while? Well, really, Mr. Peabody, Much obliged to uh... you. Here, Herbie, will you hold my drum for a minute? What? Go ahead and play it if you want to. Here. Uh, no, thank you. I don't play. Oh, there ain't nothing to it. You just take this drum. Well, well, there's old Lum. Well, howdy, Lum. I was just learning Herb here how to play the bass drum. Come on and sit down with us. Well, I can't stay long. I've got to get home and brace all the windows there, blasting over at the stone quarry again tonight. Lummy. Again? Well, it sort of breaks up the monotony. Breaks up everything in town. <laughs> Uh, nothing ever happens in our quiet little town. Oh, I'm too late. No use going home now. Uh, oh. well, how are you tonight, Mr. Double Maddox? You look a little nervous. No, 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 no. I'm I'm fine, thank you. Go right ahead with your drum lesson if you want to. Don't mind me. Here's your eating tool. Oh! 
great Scott, wait, did you have to slam the silver down like that? No, I can slam it down like this. Oh! My goodness, such rudeness. Oh, please, please don't let it upset you, Herbert. Oh, that's all right, Pooksy. You might ask him to bring him some knives, though. I see he forgot them. Oh, well, Luke don't dare to leave knives laying around loose in a place like this. He don't? Uh, he doesn't? Well, you know how folks will get to fighting in a little town where nothing ever happens. Oh, yeah! There's old Ben Withers. Come on over and join us, Ben. What you been doing? Fine. <laughs> oh, my goodness, Mr. Withers. You're all bandaged up. Am I? Oh, yes. It's really nothing. I just happened to stop and pet what I thought was a dog and it turned out to be a wild cat. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess it is time for them to come down out of the hills looking for something to eat around town. By the way, Lom, I heard that uh, Charlie Redfield's brother was missing. Uh, him just too. a minute, please. Uh, you mean there are the wildcats actually running loose in your streets here? Oh, no. There ain't hardly none left around here. Oh, the mountain lions is driving them all off. <laughs> mountain lions? Yeah, uh, did their howling keep you awake last night, Ben? No, it was a pleasant relief to me, Abner. It drowned out the screech owls for a change. Oh, dear. Oh, oh Rowena, perhaps we'd better run along. I don't seem to be very hungry after all. Oh, stick around, Herbie. It's so dull around a town like this. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> oh, oh, my stars. The little Abernathy boys must be out tonight. <laughs> boys will be boys. <laughs> Who'd they get last week? Miss <laughs> Rowena, your cousin Azra wants you to call her right away. The uh, phone's in the back room there. Oh, oh, I'll be right back, Herbie. Um, wait, uh, did Ezra say what he wanted? I couldn't hear very well. The fireman was making so much noise. Fireman? <laughs> Good grief, what was that? What was what? That noise. Didn't you hear it? <laughs> there it is again. I didn't hear nothing. Did you, Lord? No? No? Did you, Ben? Fine. <laughs> Just what kind of a noise did you think you heard, Mr. Madden? Well, it was a sort of... Uh, kind of a... Brrrr. Oh, oh, that's them woodpeckers we got around here. <laughs> we hear them so much, we don't even notice them no more. <laughs> when uh, you go out in the evenings, Mr. Herbert, I suggest you always wear a hat. Uh, <laughs> I don't think I quite understand. I just don't... Wait, Scott, what was that? What was what? Now, don't tell me none of you heard that. It sounded like a streetcar right outside the window. A streetcar in Pine Ridge? That's ridiculous. You must be imagining things. Why, I heard it, I tell you. I, I know I did. <laughs> Next thing you're going to tell us, you're hearing a boat whistle here in Pine Ridge. <laughs> well, yes, I... <laughs> What's the matter, Herbert? Did you think you heard something else? Uh, no. No, of course not. Uh, look, uh, when Pooksy comes back, tell her I had to leave town immediately. Uh, urgent business in China. Well, hey, don't rush away, Herbie. Oh, I must. I've got to catch the next boat out of here. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, that's a shame he had to leave just when he was getting acquainted with our quiet little town. <laughs> well, now, that was very strange. Ezra said he didn't want me to call him. Well, Miss Rowena, I think that was just a mistake. And now I want to ask you... Oh, where's Herbert? He's just taking a slow boat to China. <laughs> I beg your pardon? 
He's left town. And now that he's gone, Miss Rowena, I want to ask you... Oh, there you are, Long. Hi, Granny Squire. You're just the man I want to see. Did you get the money from my land so I can buy the house? No, oh, not yet, Long. I can't locate the man who was going to put up the factory on your property. I was told I'd find him here. Here? Uh, yes, his name is uh, Herbert Maddox Maddox. Huh? Uh, now, what was it you wanted to ask me, Mr. Edwards? Uh, let it go, Miss Rowena. Let it go. <laughs> Mom and Abner will be back in just a moment. But first, here's an important question. If you're thinking of buying a new water heater in 1949, wouldn't you like to feel that you were protected on it until 1959? Then ask your Frigidaire dealer about the new Frigidaire electric water heaters with a wonderful magnesium rod that guards against rust and corrosion. Learn about the generous 10-year protection plan on Frigidaire electric water heaters. Don't slam that door so loud. Well, I would just... For the land sakes, Lum, what are you packing your hand satchel for? I just got to get out of Pine Ridge, Admiral. I can't stand the noise. The new Lum and Abner show is brought to you each week with the best wishes of your Frigidaire dealer and Frigidaire division of General Motors. Manufacturers of a complete line of home appliances, air conditioners, and commercial refrigeration equipment. Ben Withers is played by Clarence Hartzell. The script was written by Roz Rogers and Betty Boyle, with music by Felix Mills. And so until next Sunday night, same time, same station, this is Wendell Niles saying good night for Frigidaire, America's number one refrigerator. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.